Tracy, you're you're a pro. You've got mega following in your podcast that you do. I listen to your podcast. I've been a guest, which is a privilege on your podcast. And we've known each other, I don't know, five years, six About years, that. About something that, Something yeah. like that. I'm right now sitting in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Titus's headquarters, which we're a 100% remote company. So nobody has to go to any office, but we do have a training hub and a space here in Milwaukee. And that's actually where I met Tracy. We have a funny story where she and I had arranged to meet here. Like, what? So remind me, you have a better memory than me. What actually happened? So I just started my company and I'm just, you know, when you just start something and you're just trying to figure it out and you're so nervous. So I scheduled a meeting with you and you just graciously said yes. And I go to come in, and I think you had to push the door, and I kept pulling it, and I couldn't get in your office. So I rang the doorbell, and you're like, Tracy, it's unlocked. What's wrong? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I just remember starting out our first interaction just laughing really, really funny. It was great. But um, Tracy, I have mad respect for you. There's a lot of similarity with how you're building your company as a consulting firm with a lot of things that would be very much near and dear to our heart at Titus Talent. So we've had a great synergy, partnership, alliance. Um, but give, for the listeners here, just give a bit of a background on who you are and what you do and just go for it. Give us a story. Absolutely. So my background is 20 years in HR, really building HR departments from the ground up. And here's the best part about it that's so funny. I went into HR because I wanted it to be black and white, and I wanted to follow the lines. Okay. And for your listeners that know Predictive Index, I'm a maverick, meaning I don't follow lines, and HR is not black and white. Like, man, we like dance in the gray all day long. <laughs> So long story short, you know, built HR departments and nonprofits for 10 years and then took a wrong turn at Albuquerque and became a nursing home administrator. What? I know. How did that happen? I was um, doing talent development for 16 nursing homes in southern Wisconsin. They said, hey, do you want to become a nursing home administrator? Because I was kind of bored. Okay. I'm like, sure. No, no, not, not, not a good idea. Um, however, it is... It, it wasn't good for me based on who I am, yet, yeah. you know, they do such great work. So with that yeah. being said, I then went into consulting and um, found out really quickly how important the culture and the environment you are in is to the work that you do. And so from there, I started my consulting practice, which is really to ensure that every individual is fulfilled in the work that, that they are doing and as leaders, we have an obligation to create the container for our staff to not only be fulfilled in the work, but they have to be able to meet the business objectives. If they can't yeah. do what the job needs done, they shouldn't be in that job. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, okay, give me a, give me a picture here of a, I don't know, I know you're not ready for this one. I like worst client that you've had to work with. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and make sure you name their name. No. Um, no. What, what's the ideal? What's an ideal kind of, hey, I, this would just really excite me. Maybe even mention the name of the company, like something you really would want to work with, a company you would want to work with, and what would you do there? Well, do you want me to give you a couple that you're also working with? Because one of my favorite sure. things about consulting is finding the partners around us that do the things we're not great at. Yeah. 
Go ahead. So, I, I, I don't actually want to talk about us, so that I don't want anything that's like sort of braggy on us. Don't. But please do. I mean, give it, give an idea here for for me and for our listeners of like, um, what what's where does Tracy just come alive? Because I know in consulting sometimes we do things we don't necessarily want to do, but we know it's the right thing to do. But what which one makes you really really come alive? Yeah. So what makes us come alive is when we are directly working with a client that is like give us all the things and they're gonna eat all those things up and then they go and they do that and they have amazing results. So let me give you a couple of examples. So we have um, a couple of clients. One is DARPIT and this company is an amazing, amazing organization in Chicago. They make custom doors and trim. Um, And what I love about them is they are taking off in significant ways and we've really built their HR department from the ground up. And what's so fun about that is that, you know, anytime we make a suggestion, they're like, all right, let's figure it out. And with that, we've seen retention increase. We've seen structure come in with their HR. Oh, that's cool. They're hiring, I think they've got eight open requisitions right now. So, you know, what we do is we set up the infrastructure, then we coach oh, cool. and consult on what to do with that. Um, and then, you know, from the recruitment end, we will hand that off um, and know that, hey, there's other individuals that do that really, really well. But what we do really well is determining what is the what are the problems, then what levers do we pull to ensure that we have, you know, the right people in place. And a lot of times we're moving folks around inside the organization because they weren't placed in the right seat to begin with. What do you wish, okay, so what do you wish that companies who hire consultants, I just generally, I mean, you can say it this way, what do you wish they knew? Like, what do you like, oh my gosh, I wish that you didn't do this. I wish you did. Like, here's how you get the most out uh, out out of you or a consulting firm. Well, you're going to laugh, I think. So what I wish companies knew is what they wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I could echo that one. I wish when companies hire us to help them hire somebody, they knew what they needed to do to get done. So what do you need this person to actually do? And they're like, well, you have a job description, don't you? I'm like, it doesn't say any of that on there. You've described a person (laughs) with seven years of this, two years of this, and a bunch of duties, but really you didn't describe what success looks like so but for so <laughs> okay so co- you wish that companies knew what they wanted okay but sometimes in fairness they know that they're not happy they just don't know how to get happy right right and and, and that's probably not even a fair ask like honestly that's not a fair ask because that is our job as a consultant is to help them figure out what exactly it is that they need and so one of the things we love to ask our clients is you know tell us what you think you need and then be open to us doing some digging to figure out what it is that you really need and open to those suggestions Mm. right so so often you know they'll tell us that they need a complete org restructure and we look at it and go i don't think it's a complete org restructure i think it is that we need to tweak a couple programs about how your leaders come into leading and let's do some training and let's do some coaching with that so let's pull this lever before we pull 400 other ones because this is going to solve a lot of the low-hanging fruit and immediate pain points and what we want to do right away especially right now with you know turnover and the great resignation and retention and all the things, right, is 
let's understand what are those business outcomes you're really looking to get to and what are the pain points that are stopping that from happening. Let's start yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so talking about talent optimization, like really getting the most out of your talent. I think most businesses and organizations, whether you're for profit or not for profit, you exist for a reason. Like you're trying to accomplish something. Right. You're trying to make the world a better place in some way, shape, right. or form. Like that's what you're trying to do. Is this video or just audio? It's video, but that, that makes it more intriguing. What are we doing? <laughs> are you just going to eat some cookies while you're there or are you feeding the dog? No. Okay. So I have fun jars, okay? okay? So there's a couple of things with my fun jars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All I right. have four jars, okay? Keep going. This is so good. So when we talk about how we optimize people inside of our organization, <laughs> have, you, have you seen the Saturday Night Live skit with the mini Yes, hands? I yeah. have. So... Oh man, I have all left. All right, well, I don't know. Anyway, so here's the deal. One of the key things that, that we train on and when we optimize. <laughs> How does anyone take you seriously, Tracy? This is, what? No, this is good. I just mean, all I can think of is the SNL skit, but anyway, keep going. I know. Okay, we're moving on. Are you ready, ready to move, move on? on? No, okay. it's really hard to get me. To, like, I find humor in absolutely anything. Don't take me to a funeral. I'm like, I will, I will just bust out laughing about something I shouldn't be laughing about. So, all right, I'm going to try and put my mature face on. Go. Why? Okay, so here's the deal. Jonathan, your hand isn't every single thing that you okay. do. Like, we're going to get serious for a minute. So when we're working with <laughs> HR leaders or when we're working with leaders inside the organization, it is, all right, what is your hand in your people leaving? And what is your hand in your people staying, okay. right? So we give away these creepy little hands because we want them to always know that their hand is in everything that they're doing. And it is their responsibility to lead their people the way their people need to be led, not the way they want that to That is cool. So I that's my now. creepy hands. I get it now. I love it. <laughs> I need to get me some of those. Okay, I will send you some creepy hands. So, so, so this is jar one of fun. I love it. What else you got in the little Tracy bag of tricks there? Okay, so jar two, when we talk about talent optimization. This is cool. I love this. I did not expect this, this to cool? go this way. This is so fun. Keep going. I didn't expect this to be kindergarten show and tell today, but I, I'm, I'm happy it's to It's cool. Share. I need to get some more props so, in my life, apparently. Keep going, though. You... you, you you need four jars. Of okay. Well, so, there's two more people. There's two more jars coming. If anyone's listening, if anyone's listening and they don't have video, this you got to go back, find us on our website, look at the video. This is going to be good. All right. <laughs> okay. So when we look at talent optimization, guess what? I, I love analogies. Totally. I can. can I can. I love it. So here's the deal. It's like riding in a bus, okay? So this bus is the culture of your organization, right? If you are not on the right bus, guess what? You're not gonna be happy. So the story that I love to tell about this is my first consulting job was in a CPA firm. I'm a wide maverick, if you know predictive index, which essentially means I'm independently driven, I go get things done really, really yep. fast, and I really don't pay attention to rules very well. So in a CPA organization, guess what? I had to have like seven approvals before I could send out a proposal. Yeah. It was not the right culture for me to be successful. Yeah. Right? So when we look at this and, hey, are we on the right bus? Are we in the right organization with the culture? Then we look at it and say, hey, who's driving this bus, right? So who's the manager? 
So within your organization, when you say, hey, who's my manager? Who's my driver? Are they managing me the way I need to be managed and led? Are they driving the team in the direction that the organization needs to meet the organizational outcomes? And then we look at, you know, the seat you're sitting in on the bus, which is essentially saying, hey, am I in the right job? Every job has a need and every individual has a need. We pair those together. And then I don't know if you remember back to first, second, third grade, or even in high school when you go on sports teams, like you want the three or four people around you in the bus seats, like to be good. Otherwise it's not a fun bus ride. And that's your team, right? So my bus here is my analogy for talent optimization, meaning are we in the right organization with the yep. right culture? Do we have the right, right driver? Are we in the right seat, meaning the right job? And do we have the right team around us to execute that strategy? Hey. T talent optimization right there. Get, get the right people on the right bus, right culture, right drivers, right teammates around you. I love it. Do you, want oh, I, you, said, you promised two more. You said there were two more, and I want to I wanna see them both. Okay. This one. Oh, easy button. Okay, you can tell us about the easy button. I think you know No, no, you go. I I Come on. This is, you're the guest. Okay. All right. So what makes life easy for an HR manager? or for a CEO, it's, it's having the data and being able to look at the data and match that data so that we know we can get to the outcomes that we want. And you know, we use a tool called Predictive Index to help us do that, to get the right people yeah. in the right role on the right seat with the right team around them. So this is their easy uh, button. Cool. And it's in, I don't know how many different languages saying. That's cool. Wait, come on, give me, um, so you can just turn the, I don't have a, one that's multilingual. That was easy. Hold on, okay. should I, what, what language an American language. Well, I, that one was, hold on. Oh, I, I actually am bilingual. That's what she said was that was easy. It is. Wait, should we try another one? That was easy. I, I'm, I know all of these. I know exactly what they're uh -huh. saying. Right. So that's jar three. So if you want to know what we do here at Elevated Talent Consulting, we just look at four I jars love it. of fun. <laughs> okay, next, number four. Okay, this is this is jar number four. <laughs> okay. Is this <laughs> you had no idea how much fun no, you were no clue. Have today? Uh, no, I knew it would be fun because you're fun, but keep going. All right. Okay. So have you, Jonathan, ever felt like you're juggling a bunch of balls in the air? Oh uh, yeah. Like a bunch of tasks, a bunch of balls, right? We all yeah. do this, right? So sometimes we feel like the balls we're juggling are like this. Sometimes they're like yep. this. Sometimes they're like this. And by the way, if you're listening to audio only, we have stressed face, we have angry face, we have scared face, and then we have happy face, right? So here's the deal. When we're juggling balls, there's times where we're juggling balls, we have no no business juggling, right? Because they are not aligned with what our natural behavioral strengths are. They're also not aligned to sometimes the job that we're doing. So what we need to do is we need to look around to our team and say, hey, where is someone on this team where I could turn up their strength? I wish I had a knob, I don't have knobs. This is John number five, you just need a whole bunch of knobs. Yeah, so where I can throw you this crazy stressed out ball, you're gonna pick it up and turn it into a happy ball because that's something you absolutely love to do. And what happens is 
you throw back an angry ball that you're juggling that you don't love, and I turn it into a happy ball because it's my strength. So. I like it. I lo- your visuals are great. Your visuals are great. So all of this comes together and like deals with everyone's issues. But what happens um, when things don't go well? No, I, I wish everything was this easy because, I mean, it is great. The illustrations of where things fit. Give me an example over the last, however, your career where you look back and say, man, I thought it was going to be really easy. So I did or said this or I handled the situation this way. And I look back and go, wow, did I do poorly? So let me yeah. give you an example, and I'm going to give you what somebody called me to. I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. I mean, this, ready? Is t- uh, this podcast is about a lot of it really about talent, but leadership really. Like how do we, how do we lead people yeah. well? How do we um, serve people well? How do we grow people well? And each of the leaders we've had on here have shared their, their, some of the big regrets of leadership really, and, uh, which I think is really helpful for people to learn from. So, so yeah, go ahead, Tracy. Yeah. This was my first HR manager job. And I don't know about you, but like that first job, you feel like you have to prove yourself, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to prove myself. You know, this is my first HR manager job. And the executive director at the time said, hey, Tracy, I need you to go implement a drug screening program inside of our organization. We're a 50 year old company. We've never had a drug screen program. Go. Within your first three weeks, implement a drug screening program. So I'm checking the box. Remember, I think HR is still black and white. And I wasn't paying any attention to the needs of my managers and the needs of the folks inside the organization. So it was kind of like a steamroller was just rolling in and rolling this thing out. And I thought I did everything right. And this executive director and I now look back on this and she's like, man, I really set you up to fail because I didn't take into account what the team needed and the fact that this was your first, you know, management assignment and you just took off without any idea of the impact that that was going to have on the people around you. So long story short, we had nine different locations across two counties and I walk into one of the locations. This is about six weeks into this first HR manager job, right? And it's one of those um, buildings where it's like, it's like a bowling alley, right? You've got this middle aisle down the middle and offices on all sides. And I walk in And the first thing I hear is hatchet woman. What? And the person, the receptionist at the reception desk goes, I kind of look at her and she kind of looks at me and I like, and she goes, when were you here last? I'm like, what? And Phil at the very back of the location again says hatchet woman. I'm like, who is hatchet woman? And she goes, and when were you here before that? And I'm like, and I look up. And I'm like, who is Hatchet Woman? He goes, you are. And Michelle looks at me again and she goes, and so what are you here for today? (laughs) And in my head, I'm thinking, well, I rolled out the drug screening program. I terminated someone. And now I'm here to have another conversation with someone. All right, I got it. (laughs) So so you basically would just uh, like to come and bring pizzas and donuts to them if you could do it again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no. I did it completely wrong because I didn't realize what was specifically needed for those managers. So I go and I pull the manager of this department aside and the director and I'm like, what is happening? They're like, Tracy, we're not backing you at all. I'm like, what do you mean you're not backing me? I was told to do this by the executive director. They go, but you never got our buy-in. Like light bulbs everywhere. 
So in a matter of, you know, three weeks, six weeks, whatever that was, one, I completely lost the trust of HR as a whole, but I also never built the trust with that director and that manager. It took me two and a half years. Two to and a half years to build the trust? Because mm-hmm, I lost it within the first wow, six weeks. That is, that's wow, that's a lot right there. Um, I mean, you, right. you look at this, the great resignation and great reshuffle or whatever you want to call it, all the different... New, you know, somebody has to come up with a new name and coin it themselves. But <laughs> well, it's not the resignation; it's the reshuffle. It's not the reshuffle; it's the, you know, the rebound. It's the. Re- <laughs> um, I like to call it this, you know. But uh, whatever it is, as people make the, the the mass movement and re, you know, shuffle themselves and find new roles, what you just said there, what you know, two and a half years, what could have taken you, in an X, so you do it wrong right out the gate, and I think. That is the right. that is the piece that um, as I've been uh, recently just studying a lot about different personality profiles and typings and obviously there are loads of different six hundred plus assessments out there, um, but uh, just understanding people's wirings and I, and I was I was thinking about it the other day as I um, getting ready to um, go on a speaking tour and I'm thinking wow I actually have to think about all the different behavior and personality typings as I'm speaking, because I'm speaking to people who hear in a different way. They hear the same information, but they interpret it in different ways. They, they interpret it and process that information in different ways. And I'm like, golly, this is hard. <laughs> but um, to really understand your audience and understand the people you're dealing with or understand the people you're leading and managing, um, I mean, that's that's something that uh, I know that you're, you're a master of. But um, tell me on the flip side, um, who's a, a leader that you really look up to? Um, leader, manager, somebody you've seen do it really, really well. Yeah, so there's a couple, right? So someone that I've seen do it really well is the same executive director, and she is now um, overseeing a number of different programs, charter schools, etc. And, you know, what she did really well is she always owned her mistakes. Always, always, always 100% owned her owned her mistakes, but also created the space for everyone to learn from each other. And that was one of those things where, hey, you know what, we don't quite know what we're doing here, but we're going to learn it, we're gonna learn it together, but we are always going to be transparent with what we are learning. So, you know, that, hey, let's roll out a drug screen program, it's like, okay, that was a mistake, I set you up to fail, yet at the same time, what do we all learn from it and how do we all move this forward? And I mean, as a leadership team, we all came together and had the conversation about what that was. So it wasn't like, hey, that's just so-and-so's mistake, but how do we all own it? And I think that's something that's really important is the transparency. Um, the vision is a huge part of it, is where, what is that vision and where are we going? And at what point in time do we draw a line in the sand to say, you're either on the bus or you're not? And if you're not on it, guess what? We're going to work with you to create you into yeah. a happy alumni. But you no longer have a place here. <laughs> We're going to make you a happy alumni, but you need to be an alumni <laughs> right now. Right. And you know what, though? There's nothing wrong with that. Because if you don't do that, what happens is is it drains your current staff. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, like you hear it all the time. And like That's the fastest way to get rid of your A players is keep around C players. Or, you know, yeah, there you go. Sure. Don't do it. You know, you want to lose your champions, you know, or the, the ones who could help you get to the next level as an organization. Keep those who either don't know their role, 
they're not in the right seat, you know, they, they don't know what their expectations are, or they're just completely mis misaligned character-wise or value-wise, etc. So big deals, really big deals. Um, so that's great. Now, when was the last time you told that executive director that they're the most uh, amazing leader in your life? <laughs> so let's see, we had, last time I talked to her was in June. And so we had lunch and I, I gave her a little card. I love that. that I, I, here's so. another, another, I know this is true of you. That's why I'm asking you this. Like you are not just uh, easy with compliments, but you actually do uh, recognize people's place and the impact they've had on you. And I've seen you do it with other people. You're such a complimentary uh, person. And uh, it's, it's uh, definitely, uh, you see people come alive. And they're like, oh, really? And, you know, they start doing and behaving that, in that way more and more. And so it's great. Um, where, um, what, what are you looking forward to in your company in the, in the days ahead? What's something you're looking forward to? Oh man. So we have just, I'm so thrilled with our team and what we're doing. And so we have, um, our hire program is launching, which is a six month program for small businesses. If they've never set up how to really bring individuals in, create the employee value yeah. proposition all the way through how to create a pre-boarding program, Ooh. an onboarding program. Okay, do you want to laugh again? Oh, I'm ready for a laugh. I'm always Jonathan. ready to laugh. Go for it. All right. When you and your wife got engaged, did you talk to her between that engagement and no, when you got married? No, it's just a contract. Married? I said, will you marry me? She signed, and I said, I'll meet you on the wedding day. Yeah, I know, that. right? How often do we do that <laughs> with our employees? Like, there's no courting. Let's make courting well, fun, I'm, okay? I'm that wild maverick. So I, I, I told my wife I liked her or I loved her, and two weeks, between nearly three weeks later, I proposed, and four months later, I was married, and I've been married nearly 20 years, so. Oh my that was goodness. fast, right? Yeah. That was a maverick right there. I didn't know that about you, Jonathan. Well, get this. So we met Fourth of July weekend. We were engaged the first Tuesday in October, and we were married September 27th of the next year. So it was about, yeah, it's fast. you know, 14 months. We're not we're not as quick as you, but but so okay yes you between the the dating time and the marriage time yes there's communication go for your point keep going companies don't court their new hires court your new hires tell them that you like them that you love them that you're so excited for them and welcome them to the it, team it's, that's it's all huge I'm it's huge. Um, uh, we're, we're pretty big on like branding our people as well, not like Yellowstone, like branding them, but uh, branding them in the sense of like, okay, we want them to feel a part of the tribe. We want them to feel a part of the team. And so, hey, here's some here's some swag, here's some t-shirts, here's some mugs, here's the, you know, and we actually capture what's happened in the last six months that's significant. Because you're arriving into something that's going at a pace. Here's what's gone on in the last six months, which a lot of the people are still coming, talking about, they enjoyed. We had a company conference, we went here, we're doing this. Um, and we, we capture all of that in video and in any kind of form we possibly can and say, here's your team and here's what we've just gone through together. And here's what we experienced and just catch you up with it. So that's, that's a great point there. Love it. That's amazing. I've not seen that oh, before, I'll, so I'll, that I'll show you that. You can add it. It's actually in, in the uh, book that we have uh, coming out on uh, October 4th, um, Right Seats, Right People. Um, and it's a, a leader's guide to getting the right people in the right seats and getting them on board. And it's all stuff that you love and believe in right along the same path. Do you have just, a bus on the front? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish there was a bus on the front. Hey, so um, how do people get hold of you? 
So um, LinkedIn, um, it's Tracy Sherp, or our website is elevatedtalentconsulting.com. Brilliant. Well, Tracy, thanks for being here. Really, really appreciate it. Until next time, I see you face to face. Um, it'll be uh, look forward to that. Um, but uh, until next time, we have you on the podcast here. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jonathan.